Do you have Bible questions you just can't seem to find the answer to? And when you search the internet, do you seem to find answers that appear to be unbiblical and off the wall? Well, I've got good news for you. There is an internet website that provides concise biblical answers to almost any Bible question you might have. Stay tuned for the details. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My colleague Nathan Jones and I have a very special guest with us today. His name is Shay Hoodman, and he is the founder of a great website called GotQuestions.org. It's a site that tries to provide you with concise biblical answers to all your Bible questions. It is a site you need to get acquainted with, and I guarantee you, it will prove to be a blessing to you. Welcome to Christ in Prophecy, Shay. Thank you, David, for having me on the show. Great to have you on. Thank you, Nathan. Well, I want to know how did GotQuestions.org got started? Tell us the history. So, I graduated from Bible college and seminary. Okay. Um, didn't really feel a clear calling from God in any of the traditional forms of ministry. Mm -hmm. and so, my wife and I started praying, Lord, give us a ministry that would be a perfect fit for me. Um, so, we um, Due to my love for writing, a love for technology, launched the website in February of 2002, thinking it would be a hobby. I mean, the concept was people could come to the website, ask any questions they have about the Bible or anything spiritually related, and they would provide them with a biblically based answer. Well, it turned out there was such a huge need for it. Within the first few months, we started getting 30, 50, 60 questions a day, and we're like, what in the world is going on? So, <laughs> how do you uh, keep up? Yeah. We started um, recruiting volunteers, people we knew from Bible college. And did you um, already have some written, uh, answers written to questions, or were you doing this on the fly? Doing it on the fly in the beginning, and then <laughs> pulling out the old term papers. Exactly. And, yeah. um, <laughs> so started seeing the same questions come in yeah, over and over yeah, again, yeah. Yeah. and like so we can start use this, maybe just tweak it a little bit to make sure it fully now, answers. I that know you're in question. Colorado Springs now. Did you start out there? We were in Kansas City, Missouri, when we first launched the site. Okay. Okay. And. Then you moved to Colorado Springs. We did. God moved us back to His country. Oh. <laughs> well, now we might argue with that. You know, we, we always thought Texas was God's country. I was born in Texas, so oh, okay. Texas is my second home. Oh, okay. So the goal of your website then would be to answer Bible questions? Yes, any question that's spiritually related. We, any, so you don't yeah. focus on a particular area. No, we okay. answer questions about Bible prophecy, we answer questions about theology, we answer questions about creationism, we answer questions about... Okay, now when you say we, are you talking about you and your wife? Um, me and my wife... Um, Seven employees and around 250 volunteers who help us answer wow. all the questions we receive. So these volunteers, I would imagine, are in categories. Like you might go to one for um, uh, eschatology and another one for some other aspect of, of questions, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, a lot and, of them. And then do you review the answers that they provide? Yes, exactly. Um, some of them have doctorate degrees in certain topics yes. against really advanced questions. Other are just um, ordinary believers in the Lord who love God, love His Word, and want to help people. Yeah. But now you say some of them have doctor's degrees in theology. That's interesting because I have found that quite often people with doctor's degree in theology don't know how to communicate with the average person. But your website has impressed me with the fact that the articles are short, they're concise, and they're understandable, and you have lots of biblical references. So you must have some guys who know how to communicate with common folk. And 
That and some really good editors who, <laughs> who, who can take the complicated mess that we produce and turn it into something that would be understandable for us. So over the last 15 years, it seems to keep growing and growing. You say you have 250 contributing writers? We do. And then what's the total now of questions that you have on your website? Um, in our 15 years of existence, so we've had over 500,000 questions personally submitted to us. People have received an answer. And that's including questions that overlap. And Exactly. So yeah. how many answers you got on there? Oh, a little over 500,000. Um, but um, in terms of the FAQs on the website, we're at about 5,600. Okay. And this year, we are averaging over 10 million visitors to the website every month. Ooh, 10 million wow. a month. Now, you mentioned uh, frequently asked questions. Yeah. What are they? Well, as you can imagine, um, we've been talking a little bit about, it seems like we get a lot of the same type of questions. Um, it's often controversial issues, but those are the ones that people wonder about the most. Um, well, what? Um, can women serve as pastors? Right. Um, what does the Bible say about homosexuality or tattoos or um, <laughs> sex before marriage? Some, a lot of social issues. Social issues. Seems, yeah. um, some deep theological ones, but that's not where people live. That's not the questions everyone has. It's the issues that they deal with with their kids, with their families. I with figured their you would say once saved, always saved. That's on the list too. <laughs> so you have a top 20 page, right? We where do. you put the most frequent mm -hmm. on there. Well, I had a guy write me one time about tattoos. He said, I'm a new Christian, just accept the Lord, and I want to glorify him by having a Bible verse tattooed on my back so that when I go swimming, everybody can read this verse. So which verse would you recommend? So I recommended to him the verse in Leviticus that says, you shall not tattoo your body. And I never heard back from him. <laughs> so it's, what's really interesting is um, a lot of people ask us the question, but what they actually ask is not the most important issue. Just to use that as an example, someone wants to send us a whole paragraph of basically telling their whole life story and all the different things they've struggled with. Oh. And at the end of the question, they ask, and mean? I got a tattoo, is that wrong? Yeah. And you're like, okay, out of everything you just talked about, the tattoo is actually the least important issue. Yes. So let's yes. deal with these things and then jump to your question about tattoos. Well, you know, we, we often hold question and answer sessions at our conferences, and I always look forward to it. I love it. But um, I learned a long time ago that most people do not know how to ask a question. They get up and they just go on and on and on and on. And say, Where is the question here? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you get the same thing when they write in. Yes, and sometimes. Um, we tell people that we're um, gotquestions.org, not gotdebate.org. Because yes. if someone comes yes. to us and they just want to argue, they're really not oh. looking for an answer. Like, look, if you want to debate, there's plenty of good Christian debate <laughs> forums you can go to. We're looking for people who have a genuine question about something related to the Bible. Yes. And they're actually interested in the answer we're going to send them. How and did they send the question? I'm oh, sorry, through the website? They they, can, or do they just have to have an email address? They or? can submit the website. Um, submit the question on the website, or they can send us an email. Either oh, way. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you get questions that just simply say, "What does this verse mean?" Mm -hmm. Very common. Yeah. Um, what does John three sixteen mean? What yeah. does Philippians four twelve mean? Um, the more popular Bible verses people hear quoted or thrown about. You know about John three sixteen? I recently heard about somebody from the emergent church movement explaining that we have never understood John three sixteen. In fact, the leader of the movement, he held a big conference in, in uh, Washington State, and he said, John 3.16 has nothing to do with individual salvation. It says, God so loved the world. He's talking about the cosmos, and therefore, he is calling us to be good environmentalists. And he offered an invitation whereby people came up, and he had barrels across the front full of dirt. And he said, put your hands in the dirt, and lift it up, and let it fall, and commit yourself to environmentalism. 
Well, that now, that's the kind of apostasy going on in the church today. Absolutely. Um, I'd point him back to the whosoever believes in him. It sounds very individual. <laughs> yes, I mean, it I does. <laughs> How do you vet then the people who s submit the articles to your website? Obviously, people are going to ask, is mm -hmm. your site doctrinally sound? Mm -hmm. How do you make sure it stays doctrinally sound? So anyone who uh, wants to serve as a writer, they go through a pretty strenuous application process where we okay. ask them to share their testimony, answer a test question or two, and then every answer that is sent out with the minister's name on it is closely reviewed by a member of our staff. And our staff go through an extra level And do they provide of training. this service to you on a volunteer basis? They do. Um, hey, that is Over wonderful. 250 250. volunteers. And then we have um, seven employees and then some independent contract writers who can help us to produce articles of a really high quality. Now, understand that your wife, Melissa, has set up another website of Got Questions for Kids. Is that what it's called? Yes, it's called um, gqkids.org. gqkids.org. Now, that to me would be very difficult to, to try to provide parents with an answer to where did God come from? Or what is the Trinity? But mm -hmm. Dr. Reagan did it. He wrote a children's book that teaches Bible prophecy, the number one children's <laughs> book on Bible prophecy, prophecy out there. Yeah. But I know how it. difficult that it. is. It is. Um, explaining a, a biblical question to a 30-year-old is a lot different than trying to explain it to a six-year-old. I mean, you can use different words. You really got to hone in on what is the core issue here and how do I explain it? Well, when I wrote my children's book, I, I, that's the hardest book I ever had to write, you know, for preschool <laughs> and elementary school. And I, I labored over it and labored over it. When I finished, I took it to my wife, who's a first grade teacher, and she came back and said, well, honey, that's a pretty good first draft, but you got a long way to go. <laughs> But that's not the only extra website. You guys have more than just those two, we right? Do. Did I, so, gotquestions.org is our main site. Then okay. gqkids.org. We also have 412teens.org. Um, what is that about? Uh, 1 Timothy 4.12. Um, do not anyone look down on you because you were young, but set an example in love, faith, and purity. Okay. Um, is that for teenagers for to teenagers. ask questions? Yeah. Oh. So, we just add the word like uh, throughout the answer to make it sound like Like, uh, man, can, like yeah, groovy, exactly. man. Yeah, no, they don't totally. say groovy. Um, and then we have compellingtruth.org, which is similar to Got Questions, but a little more apologetics and worldview okay. focused. I didn't know that. And then we have um, BibleRef.com, which is kind of like an online Q&A-based commentary. We want to have a page on every verse of the Bible explaining what that verse means individually and in its context. That's our newest site, and it's still very much in And what is it called? BibleRef.com. BibleRef.com. Okay, and, and you're trying to provide a commentary on every verse. Every verse. Do you wow. find that a lot of people, when they write in, they, they don't know how to research the Bible? I mean, at least for our ministry, when the people write in, they have great questions, but they could open a commentary or, or see mm -hmm. online or go to your website. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you have to educate people as you answer the question, hey, there's these commentaries you could try out or mm -hmm. get to know like Bible Gateway or Bible.org or something. Mm -hmm. Do you have to educate people or do you just go just to question? Um, do both. I mean, we want to actually answer their question. I mean, um, mm -hmm. you don't want to just say to someone, well, Here's another website that answers your question. So give them the answer, yeah, and also yeah, yeah. here are some tools you can use that you can find your answers on your own. We want people to study the Bible for themselves. We don't want them just to accept our answers because we've got questions. We want them to take our answer, compare it with Scripture, and then accept or reject it on that basis. Well, Shay, I've got a lot more questions for you. Uh, I want to start off, uh, we're going to take a little pause here. When we come back, we'll have some more questions. And one has to do with, I saw an interview you on, on the internet where you talked about the haters that you uh, run into. We want to talk about that. Nathan knows something about it. Yes. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview with Shay Hoodman. 
and the founder of the great website called gotquestions.org. Say, I was reading an interview of you on the internet the other day, and somebody asked you, what do you like least about your ministry? And you said, haters. What do you mean by that? So, as a ministry that answers questions and seeks to do so biblically, and especially as I mentioned earlier, so many of the questions we answer are controversial issues. We're going to get people who disagree. I'm fully aware of that. But what can be discouraging at times is the people who answer or respond and they're completely hostile to mm -hmm. what you have to say. They, and they're supposedly Christians? Supposedly Christians. Um, <laughs> we expect it from the cults, right, from, right. from atheists and so forth. But other Christians, other denominations that really aren't that different than the type of church that we would attend and promote to come out and go to this point of questioning your faith over such a non-essential issue. They don't know how to in a Christ-like manner. You know about that, Nathan. We do get, the, the haters got to hate, right? And uh, <laughs> we, we get those. I notice a lot of times, too, that there are people who love to go to BeliefNet, which mm -hmm. is another website, but it's liberal. It accepts every religion as mm -hmm. universalist. And they don't seem to like that we take a strong doctrinal stance, a literal biblical interpretive stance, like you guys do. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, who are you to say that Jesus is the only way to heaven? It's like, well, I'm not the one who said it. No. Jesus is the one who said it. Yeah. Um, or people who say, I agree with you on every other issue, but because you believe that the sons of God in Genesis 6 are fallen angels, I'm not going to listen to anything you have to say on anything else. And you're like, why do why you issue. choose that as your hobby horse? Why is well, that yeah. the you hill know, you die uh, on? Uh, Shay, I saw some statistics recently from the latest Born a Poll, which interviewed over 10,000 people. And it said that only 9% of Americans have a Bible-believing worldview. Mm -hmm. And only 17% of professing Christians have a Bible-believing worldview. And that was based on asking six questions. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing. Evangelicals answering, yeah, Jesus sinned. Yeah, mm -hmm. Satan's a non-entity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you do about questions that the Bible just doesn't really clear on? I, I, one of the interesting questions we have is, do pets go to heaven? It, and uh, <laughs> I mean, do you have answers where well, you don't know, you just say, I don't know? Or is or do you guys just try to cover all the different bases? Or? Uh, we, so essentially, it'll be the answer is, I don't know, but we'll expand upon that a little bit. Um, okay. If it's a issue where we think there are several different valid biblical interpretations, we will present here the different interpretation, interpretations on this issue, and here's the one we prefer and why. Um, on the Pets Go to Heaven one, for example, um, I'd like to start out by saying everyone knows that dogs go to heaven but not cats. Yeah. That's clearly what the totally Bible true. says. Um, but on, even on a question like that, where it's ultimately not a salvation issue, it's not a crucial issue, but to some people it's really, really important. We had a lady submit that question to us very early in our history, and we responded with the um, biblically based but balanced answer. And she wrote back and said, I submitted this web question to several different Christian websites. You're the only ones who responded. And because um, you took the time to answer my question, I came back, I read more articles on your site, I read your article about how to accept Jesus as your personal mm -hmm. Savior, and I came to faith in Christ. So by answering a question that in the grand scheme of eternity isn't all that important, but to her, it was. She was more attracted to what we had to say and came to faith in Christ as well. Well, I have a personal uh, example of that uh, with your site, and that is I happen to be a conditionalist when it comes to the viewpoint of hell. And you all put out an article recently uh, on that that I thought was very, very well done and very balanced. And you just started off by saying, We at questions.org do not take the position of the conditionalist. But here is the viewpoint, and it certainly is based on Scripture. And you went through the whole thing. It was very, very uh, balanced and very fair. 
Right? Even on an issue we, where we don't necessarily agree, we want to present it accurately and fairly. Well, you do. Because we, it's a disservice to give people a straw man version of someone else's argument when, and then try yep. to refute it. I mean, yep. here, yeah. here it is, here's the support for it, and here's maybe why we don't necessarily hold yep. that view. Honesty yep. is always the best policy. Oh, yeah, well, definitely. What, what do you like best about your ministry? Um, so on our website, we have a page of um, just testimonials of people who've written in and explained um, how God questions his... Um, help them, whether it's help them actually come to faith in Christ, help them to understand the Bible better, or people who, um, in a sense, like don't have any access to a biblically-based church. There's no one else teaching the Word, and so God Questions is their source of um, spiritual teaching. And well, they write and tell I think us. same way with you. Uh, you get a lot of hate stuff, but you get testimonies that are just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Oh, the best ones are people uh, from the Middle East, Muslims, mm -hmm. who will say, hey, I've got this question, but if anyone found out I was asking it, I'd be a dead person. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what's beautiful is I saw a presentation where you listed how your website funnels people into the salvation message, and then at the bottom, right, mm -hmm. they can say whether they accept the Lord or not. Yeah, yeah. And you had fantastic numbers. What, what were those again? So, um, we have probably about 30 different web pages on the site just dedicated to present the gospel on a basic, on a certain theme, like how to accept Christ as your personal Savior, how do you have eternal life, um, how can I know for sure I'd go to heaven when I die. And on every one of those pages, we have a button at the bottom that says, I've accepted Christ today. And every month we receive between 10 and 15,000 people clicking on that button. How many are genuine? Fantastic. First-time decisions to receive Christ, we don't know. It's just, these are what people are indicating is they're professing faith. And so we try Praise to follow up with as many opportunities for discipleship. I mean, Got Questions is designed to answer questions of new believers. So anything we can do to help them, we try to help them find a good Bible teaching church in their area. When I was uh, eating dinner with you last night, I told you that we often have question and answer periods at our conferences and that the strangest question I ever received was from a teenager who wouldn't know if hell was, going to hell was like being sucked into a black hole. Mm -hmm. What are some of the strangest questions you've ever had? So one that might interest you, I'm being focused on Bible prophecy, and just recently received. So if we're ever successful in establishing a colony on Mars, and then the end times start, what's going to happen to the people on Mars? Will they be spared from all the plagues and the devastation? That's, and I'm like, well, that's true. That's, that's the a Bible good doesn't say anything about what happens on Mars during the end times, uh -huh. but it does talk about stuff going on in, in the heavens. So um, there's very likely Mars is not going to be a good place to be. And, and <laughs> do, do you get questions like black-eyed children or Nephilim or more of the sensationalist type Bible questions? Or not really Bible, uh, but of course. I mean, kind of loosely tied to the conspiracy Bible. Conspiracy theories, weird oh, yes. reptilian controversies yes. and all the yeah. weird stuff that's out there. And yes, we do. <laughs> well, I just wondered if you were getting all those kind of things. How do you handle the highly controversial question of Calvinism versus Arminianism or amillennialism versus premillennialism? Uh, the um, tough ones. Yeah. So um, we try to be fair and balanced in the sense of um, here are the, here's a fair presentation of it. Here's why we disagree or agree. Um, ultimately, we have to take a stance. Um, people yeah. don't want you just to here's all the views and you pick one. It's like, no, here are the views and here's the one we think is best and with, along with an explanation. But we try to be fair, recognizing in all the different positions you just mentioned, you can hold to any of them and still be a believer yes. in Christ. So yes. being standing on the truth, but doing so in a loving way. People need to know what are the fundamental things that, uh, you know, that are, that are essential, like yeah. believing in the virgin birth and believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and believing in His promise to return again. Absolutely. And there's a lot of er other areas that are just 
matters of opinion that we need to realize that we can disagree over, but we don't have to kill each other in the process. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you do that. There is a website, Yahoo Answers, where people post a question, different people answer it, and they vote on what they think the best answer is, whether it's the right answer or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so postmodern, but well, that's you take one of a stand. The, the characteristics of the emergent church uh, movement is not teaching what the Bible says, but simply getting a group together and saying, okay, Consensus, you know, the right. Bible says this about homosexuality, but what do you think, and what do you think, and what do you think, as if what you think is more important than what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. It is. And a lot of people say, why don't you allow um, people to post comments on your articles on Got Questions? That's smart. Like, well, That's with, smart not with millions of visitors, I mean, it would, we'd have to hire a whole team of people just to review and approve all these comments. So well, that, that would be like YouTube. Don't, you guys do videos too, right? Not just we do. text? We just, um, just started really this year really focusing on providing um, biblically-based answers via video. Um, okay. A lot of people don't know this, but YouTube is actually the second most popular search engine in the world behind Google. So more right. people are searching on YouTube than anything other right. than Google. Right. And so it's another place where we want to be there with a solid biblically based answers to spiritually related questions. Are there, are there questions. any times when you just simply say to people, we don't have the answer to that question? And very often it's the questions that start with, um, why did God allow? Because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so much of why God allows certain things we don't understand, it's a mystery. It's something we're not, this side of heaven, we're not really going to know why God in His sovereign plan chose to allow that. But we can answer it and that God is the comforter of those who are suffering. God has a reason for everything. God is in control of everything and everything that happens to us is passed through His hands. So ultimately we try to focus people on trusting God even right. when you don't understand why He allowed it rather than trying to guess as to why He allowed it. Reminds me of a thing. note I've got mm -hmm. at the end of the book of Job where I said, you know, why do the righteous suffer? And the unsatisfactory answer is because of sin, although we do suffer because of personal sin and the sin of Adam. Uh, the partial answer is to be refined in righteousness, and the ultimate answer is to fulfill the perfect purposes of God. Amen. And we don't know what those are, mm -hmm. but one day we'll find out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh boy! Now you have a uh, you help a lot of people, but how does how can people help GodQuestions.org? What is your greatest need? So um, I'm sure as you guys understand, um, prayer support and in, in any ministry there's spiritual warfare that goes on. We always rely on the Lord for His protection and wisdom and how to answer these difficult questions that are coming up and um, how to do so biblically and in an understandable way. And then like any ministry, I mean, we rely on financial support. Um, if someone is... Can they make donations at your website? They can make donations online or through the mail. Um, and then just using the ministry and telling people about it. A lot of people, someone asks them a question they don't know the answer to, they get intimidated and they either give a poor answer or don't answer at all. Well, we've got about two minutes left in this segment and I'd like to ask you how you came to faith in Jesus. Yeah. So it's a very interesting story. Um, I came to faith in Christ in my late teens. I think it was between 16 and 17. You didn't grow up in a Christian home? Um, I grew up in a nominal okay. Christian home. I mean, my mom probably knew the Lord. My dad was a, was a lapsed Catholic, we'll say. Um, so very godly, good parents, but not raised um, in the faith at all. Um, I had an uncle who was a um, minister of a church in Tennessee come and stay with us for a week. I, I found out later my mom had invited him with the goal of evangelizing us. And oh. the thing I remember most about when he was sharing the gospel with us is that he was very patient in answering all of my questions. I had all these questions for him and weird questions about the end times. I remember asking him about what's the apocalypse and when is Jesus going to come back and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he very patiently answered those questions. And because of that, I was more willing to listen to him when he was actually sharing the gospel. 
And so I accepted Christ as my Savior then. And it's so interesting that now that's what I'm doing. That's what the ministry right. God's called me to, is to answer questions with the hope of pointing people towards the gospel. Well, your wife, Melissa, is such a vital part of your ministry. How did you all come to meet each other? We met in Bible college. Okay. That's um, the best place to get your MRS? Yes, um, sure beats meeting in a bar. <laughs> it used to be... Um, she would be the right woman for it. Calvary now. Bible College, now Calvary University. Back then we called it Calvary Bridal College. Where is that located? Um, Kansas, City, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we, we just have been so blessed to have you on the program. And in just a moment, we're going to let you uh, talk to our viewers about uh, your website and about how they can come to know uh, Jesus. So let's just pause here for a moment. Welcome back to Christ and Prophecy, an interview of Shay Hoodman, the founder of a great website called gotquestions.org. Shay, most important question anyone could ever ask you, how can someone know Jesus Christ as their Savior? So the very first time someone asked us this question, um, I called my wife into the room. I was like, Melissa, can someone get saved on the internet? It never even dawned on us that people would um, be searching online to find answers to the ultimate question. But um, the Bible very clearly answers this question. That we recognize that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That um, God provided Jesus as the perfect and complete sacrifice to pay the penalty for our sins. And if we, by faith, receive Him as our Savior, all of our sins can be forgiven and we can be promised an eternal home in heaven. So obviously there's a lot more that goes into that, but that's the basics of but the But one thing there. for sure, the Bible teaches you cannot earn your salvation. Absolutely. Um, works are the inevitable result of salvation, but not a requirement Robert for Jeffers, salvation. Robert Jeffress, the pastor of First Baptist in Dallas, has often says, every other religion in the world is spelled D-O, do, mm -hmm. except Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's spelled D-O-N-E, done, Amen. by Jesus on the cross. Also, tell our viewers how they can get in touch with your ministry. Okay. So the website is um, www.gotquestions.org. Pretty easy to remember. Um, if you have any questions, if you've got questions, um, we'll be there with you, for you uh, with the biblically-based answer. You can also just email us directly at questions at gotquestions.org. And they don't always have to wait on an answer because you can um, go there and type in a verse or type in a topic, and all kinds of articles will come up. You do have an opportunity to ask a, a specific question if you want to, but usually you've got the answer already there. There's over 5,600 frequently asked questions on the website. And one thing we haven't had time to mention yet, but we have articles translated into 165 different languages. So um, almost any language where there's people accessing the Internet searching for answers, we're there with um, biblically-based responses. Boy, that is wonderful. Well, Shay, thank you once again for coming down from Colorado to be on the program. You've been a real blessing to us, and we'll continue to pray for God to bless your ministry. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope the Lord willing you'll be back with us again next week. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Dr. David Reagan's book, God's Plan for the Ages, contains a comprehensive overview of all aspects of Bible prophecy. It's written in an easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style that you will find appealing. In addition to all the prophecies concerning the first and second comings of the Messiah, it deals with a host of other prophetic questions, such as, what happens when you die? What will heaven be like? What's the future of the earth? Where is the United States in prophecy? When is the rapture most likely to occur? Is the Antichrist alive today? Are there signs of the times that are unique to our day and age? The book contains a variety of charts and diagrams which illustrate various aspects of Bible prophecy. 
The book is available for a gift of $20 or more, including the cost of shipping. Please call the number you see on the screen Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, and ask for it by name, or order online at lamblion.com. The book contains 42 exciting chapters about Bible prophecy and runs a total of 415 pages. Again, it can be yours for a gift of $20 or more, including shipping. And for a limited time, we will include a copy of Dr. Reagan's booklet, Are You Ready for the Lord's Return? Ask for offer number 751 when calling the number you see on the screen, or order on our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 